Welcome to the Dear Nikki Mama podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Martha. And our mission is to connect the past and the present Nikki Mom by celebrating our stories and what our babies have overcome. Whether your NICU journey was 50 years ago or whether you find yourself in the NICU today, we hope that this podcast reminds you that you are not alone. Hey, mamas. Welcome back to the Dear NICU Mama podcast. It's your co-host, Martha, and my dear friend, Ashley. I miss, I miss seeing you so much. I know. I'm so sick of COVID. I just want to have a girl's night and hang out until 2 in the morning. I know. We just All we do is we just text pictures of snacks to each other, and I wish we could just enjoy them in the same room, you know? You know what this just reminded me of is when we did the celebration photo shoot in the cities and we ordered Domino's, but it was like the saddest Domino's pizza in all of the land, and it was so disappointing because we were starving. It was really sad. (laughs) And it was just – it was very – I think we might have been like total Karens about it too and complained. I think we we got a coupon or something. You know what? (laughs) Um, a moment of silence for that pizza because it was really just a travesty. It was harassment, actually. Anyway, I digress. But we're back. We hope that y'all have had a good season of holidays, however that was spent. Uh, we just want to honor you too that you got through it because even you though did the, it, oh, God, there it's a season of celebration, but it's also a lot of work and a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Well, friends, as you know, sometimes we have the opportunity to interview experts and and talk with them about maternal mental health and issues surrounding the NICU. And other times we have the opportunity to chat with mamas, hear their stories about life in and out of the NICU. And today we actually have a repeat guest. Christy Krebs, mother of Ava Grace, angel from above herself. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Christy. We're so glad you're back. Oh my goodness, you ladies are so sweet. I am so happy to be here and so honored that you invited me back. Oh, girl, it's been a long time coming. It, it's almost like funny that it's been so long, especially because I feel like after we recorded part one, it wasn't like too long after that she was discharged. Yes, actually, if, I don't know if you guys remember, but we were going to do that um, part two and actually Ava wound up coming home oh my and gosh so, right. remember and then we were going to get together and then I'm like oh my god we're home now I don't know what to do with this baby <laughs> um, so then we weren't able to do it which was I mean a great surprise but just right like, and I couldn't be meet with you guys right oh my gosh. and in tr- I totally forgot in true mom fashion we're like we'll just reschedule it for next month <laughs> years later Yep. Yeah. We're like that right. coffee cup you keep putting in the microwave, you know? Oh yes. Every day. Every day. <laughs> oh, so true. I feel like it's hard to even know where to pick up because it was just like, well, first it was so long ago, but then As you know, like in the NICU, things change so quickly and so rapidly. And when we chatted the last time, I don't think like you were super like expecting her to come home really quick, were you? No, I mean, we were still, you know, sort of struggling at that point. I think those are some of the hardest days because we were interested in limbo time. Mm -hmm. And so we just needed something to just really take off. Like it's going to go one way or the other. And so we did anticipate it would be, you know, probably at least December, you know, hoping before Christmas, if not shortly after. And so we were just taken by surprise that it did happen so quickly, which again, as everybody knows, that's just how NICU life is. It's a roller coaster and things happen on the flip of a dime. Yeah. Yeah. For it's sure. so true. It's like you, you're, you know, and we see this all the time in the in the online Facebook group. But moms are like, I just feel like every day it's like 
two steps forward, eight steps back. And then all of a sudden when you're discharged, it's like, wait, what happened? Like what yeah. what's going on? Yeah. That is so true. And I think of that, you know, I look back now, we even, and people used to say that, like, once you get, once you get home and you're, you know, you move on and it's a year later, you sort of even forget about what the NICU was like. And I was like, that's impossible. And I think that now we sit here and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did we get through those days? It seems like forever ago, which every moment when you're living and breathing it, you think yeah. I'll never forget this. I'm going to always like, it's just, and you don't forget it, but it just, all of a sudden you're like, wow, that sort of is a distant memory. And it's just yeah. weird how that happens. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And how many total days was Ava's NICU journey? She was in the NICU for 202 days. Wow. Mm-hmm. I like the evenness of that number. It's a yes, good number. I know. And she went home on November 20th and her birthday's May 2nd. So she must like the number two, apparently. Christy, you and I have a really special connection between Ava's day and my son, JP. Um, after JP was born and, and, you know, died after a few days, um, my parents, uh, JP's grandparents really wanted to honor him. So they sponsored a room when the new hospital in our city was being built. Um, room 950, 956. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that's correct. Yep. And it says in, in honor of James Pierre Mink on it. Mm-hmm. And just so happens that, um, well, JJ was uh, in the room next door and Ava I didn't know that. Yes. She was a 957. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I think they did it on purpose because they, they knew, because I talked about it all the time and the nurses knew us so well. I was in postpartum, you know, antepartum for a while, but, um, yeah. but yeah, so it was uh, really cool when I saw, when I was coming to know you and knowing your story, when I realized that Ava was in 956 JP's room. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I'll never, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Martha. No, I was just going to say the same thing. I never forget what I figured that out. Like I got chilled, but I didn't want to be a creeper and be like, that's my son's room. Like, you know what I mean? And a creepy, you know, but it just felt like so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would totally agree with you. You know, I, I mean, it was well into our state. I know had you guys were great in reaching out and we had started to meet and, co- you know, connect. And when I saw that one day, and I think it was Ava had actually like a procedure, there was something going on and I stepped out of her room and it's like, I just looked up and there it was, it was 956 and it was in honor of JP. And it just like, it was so emotional. And I know Martha, we've talked about this. I truly think that that is one of the reasons Ava got through. I think JP was truly her angel and just watched over her um, during her, you know, all of her ups and downs. And I, I just can't thank you enough for letting your sweet baby, you know, watch over our baby. And, um, I, that's a connection that for me is so powerful and that I know you and get to honor him in that way is, is just phenomenal for our family. Oh, Christy, this is really hitting me right now. And I don't know why I'm sorry, but that's so beautiful. And, um, you know, now you're going to make me cry, Martha. Yeah, I'm, I'm crying being, over here too. I am too. <laughs> the way we always think about JP is that like, you know, obviously we want him to be with us, but the fact that he gets to watch over and protect all these babies that come through is a huge honor. And I just want you to know, Chrissy, as I watch Ava grow up, I, and I hope this isn't weird, but I will think of her and I'll think of JP and that brings me a lot of joy. Like I can't wait to see in 20 years when we're all holograms or whatever and Ava's getting <laughs> Ava's getting married or something. It'll 
you know, a part of me, you know, it's sad, but I also get to say, oh, that's, that's a life that is, and, and JP's a part of it too. So. Oh, and that is such an honor. Now you're going to have me cry, you guys. I'm just gonna have, <laughs> like, um, no pressure, Ava, but you yeah. better look at him on your wedding day. <laughs> oh my God. Absolutely. But no, I, I just totally agree. Anything we can do. I mean, honestly, I, I truly believe in that and that he was there protecting her through some of our darkest days. And, you know, I can't even imagine the emotions that you guys have gone through with losing JP. Um, but that light, I agree, that light that he has brought into our life and, you know, continued to shine for us and for so many others in room 956, especially, I just, it's amazing. And I will never forget that moment. And it always makes me emotional thinking about it. And um, we're just so blessed. So we just thank you. Oh, you're so sweet, Christy. You're the one most, like, literally the loveliest person on earth. <laughs> there, was, are. there was someone, actually, never talking about it, There was someone who we spoke to who we weren't as fond of. And I think we called them the anti Christy at some point. <laughs> like the complete opposite of you. Yeah. 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 Because you're oh, pure like, joy I think, and love. I think this is why we aren't getting along with this person. I think it's because they're anti Christy. <laughs> anti Christy. Oh, you guys are too sweet. I don't know if you asked my husband, he'd probably give you a different answer, but I really appreciate that, ladies. <laughs> we love you so much. It's so fun to like talk to you and have you back on the podcast. You're always such a hoot. I love you. Oh, I love you guys equally. <laughs> so fun. Well, I feel like it's it's like near impossible to remember exactly where we left off. Um, again, because you were discharged so quickly after, um, but I did listen back to kind of the ending of the episode and we recorded this September 25th mm-hmm. and I listened to the last 10-ish minutes. And at that point, breathing was kind of the main issue at sure. that point. And so as well as you can remember <laughs> that September 25th date and beyond, <laughs> you know, what was the remainder of your stay, you know, like in the NICU? Well, you know, it is a challenge for me to remember to eat for breakfast. So let yeah. me see what I can pull out. <laughs> um, but, but no, you know, it's crazy to think back. And, and I think I mentioned that earlier. Some of those days for us were almost the hardest when you're in those limbo times where it is like really Ava needed time and time just needed mm-hmm. for her breathing and for her lungs to grow. Um, but it was I think that is the hardest time because you're thinking like, there's nothing else. Like, what can you do? What can you do? Can we try something else? And the doctors, you know, NP, everybody was fabulous. Like, we just need time. Mm-hmm. And after so long, you're just like, I'm tired of time. Like, I want to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one thing that took a really big turn for us is eventually um, they, they just wanted to make sure, you know, all of Ava's, her airways were good. So they she went under and they, you know, did a scope and everything came back good, which was wonderful. Um, but they did find out that one of her, um, she had a blockage in one of her, uh, in her nasal cavity. And so they could not get a, um, like even a uh, NG down it. So one of our nurses had realized that. And so, you know, her other nasal then had an NG in it. So really when, if she'd try, you know, when she was on low flow or anything, you know, she wasn't getting as much air through there, which is one thing we struggled with on the breathing. So we did eventually um, make the decision and it was hard and a lot of tears. We did put a G tube in. Mm-hmm. And um, when we had her G tube, it's like, just like that, her lungs took off. And um, mm-hmm. for her, that was, that's what we needed. And it just propelled us forward. So, you know, I think that was one of the bigger things obviously that happened after that is we went we did make that decision we did her g-tube surgery and uh not too long after that um she just came home and it was we were 
uh, I think those of you that are have been in the NICU, you know, sometimes there's that tension maybe between the different uh, neonatologists and what they think they should be doing and the NPs, right? We all struggle with that. And um, there was a struggle with that. Some of our, our, our team was saying she needs to go home on oxygen and her lungs aren't going to be doing good and blah, blah, blah. And there was others that were like, I think she can do it. Like, I think she can do it if we give her some time. And uh, luckily, we hit that uh, November uh, 18th. It was a Monday. And I actually had an appointment that morning and I showed up at our room and we had one of our primaries there, Megan, who we love. And I walk in and all of Ava's everything was off her face. And I obviously we had never seen that in 200 days. Mm -hmm. And we happened to have one of our favorite NPs in NEOs that day. And, and, you know, they rotate and they just were like, we're just going to take it off and see how she does. She's either going to, you know, do great. And we know, or she's going to have to go home on oxygen and they pulled it off and she passed with flying colors and we were home within two days. So it was very quick and extremely emotional and so fast, but as we all know, the NICU things just change so fast. Yeah, for sure. I wonder too, Chrissy, if you could talk, because I think you're right. That's such a common experience because of shift changes and, yes. you know, yes. providers come and go and there's just different philosophies in healthcare. I think, you know, before you go through a medical crisis like this, I think you think medicine is very like black and white, but there's a lot mm-hmm. more of it that's an art form and theory as opposed to like tried and true. Um, yes. So, I mean, how did you, what were, what were some things that helped you to advocate for Ava or gave you the confidence to, to make hard decisions? Um, you know, that is such a great question. And I would agree, you know, and a lot of moms that I visited with, even dads and just anyone who's through a stay, like for me that, and for Miles, that was some of the hardest part is just that, you know, as a parent, you can see that you can see the differences and you can see when one person comes in your room and tries to do something different and somebody else does. And it's very frustrating Mm -hmm. because you feel like, are we going to ever make progress? You know, we have this new person here and they want to do it this way. And a week later, you have a new person who wants to do that. And it is very hard for me and for Miles. I was extremely emotional um, to see that because it's your child, right? Mm -hmm. And and um, so for us, you know, we were blessed that we had a phenomenal support system. You know, we had a core care team since Ava's first week of birth. So our four nurses, they knew her better than anybody. And they were very strong advocates. So that, for one, was helpful. They also really worked to educate us on what we should be saying and what we should be doing. Um, you know, and another big thing for us that helped is we, the neonatologist that delivered Ava uh, became a very dear friend to us and still is to this day. And she unfortunately Unfortunately, but fortunately, transferred to hospitals in the middle of Ava's stay um, down to Children's in Minneapolis. And she was a great source for us um, because, right, we don't know what some things mean that they talk mm-hmm. about it. You know, mm-hmm. what is that or what's the benefit? Of it? And she was very good about talking us through, like, for example, her G-tube. I was like, what should we do? Is this something we should do? And she was great at breaking it out of sort of that doctor lingo. And I feel like... Yeah know that that perspective that's not there right someone on the outside to help you see maybe more clearly and so for us just having those sources that we could have and then we just we we voiced our opinions and we voiced our fears and our our challenges I know there's one NP that I to this day I don't really care for her Um, and she was adamant that Ava needs oxygen Ava needs to go home on oxygen and I do not not that there is anything wrong with that. If that's what it was, great. But it's like for as a parent, she didn't let us have an opportunity to try to not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want to you try everything. So I think just continuing to have people you can reach out to 
having those support in the hospital and just other mamas. Oh my gosh, this community of Dear Nikki Mama, there were so many mamas that would reach out and you'd ask and they'd say, hey, we tried this or this worked. And so just having that network and just being that voice, even though it is freaking hard to do, mm-hmm. just doing it and continuing to advocate for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you also bring up a good point of, you know, the doctor lingo and needing it explained out of doctor terms. (laughs) You know, I just, I just connected with a mom and I was really proud of her because she said, I had to advocate for myself and I had to tell the doctors during rounds, you know, talk in your doctor terminology, but then I needed you to talk to me like a mom. I need you to explain it to me in a language that I understand because this, none of this makes sense. And so I love that you advocated for that as well and that you were able to voice that, Hey, I, you know, appreciate your job and what you do, but I need you to also explain to me what exactly you're talking about in a language that a mom can understand. Totally. A hundred percent. And I, you know, for me and in our experience, you know, it was, you could tell those that were, have children, um, and even those that are moms and nothing against the male doctors, because we had phenomenal male doctors as well, but they just sort of get it and having that more emotional side and that connection where they could sit down bedside with you and explain. And if you cried, they cried. And if you, they said, this is hard, we get it. But yeah, just explaining it and having that connection to is so important because these are big decisions yeah. and it's things that can certainly affect, you know, I think so many times Ava's care could have went a completely opposite direction based on the provider, right? And so being able to advocate and have that education and in the terms that I can understand as a parent is, you're exactly right, mom to mom, it's it's so important. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, after all this being said and done, I think there's something about you, Christy, but then also, you know, you've had several experiences and then you you had, was it... Placenta Cressida? Oh, yeah. I had to look it up again just because I knew you guys would ask me. Um, (laughs) But it's uh, Placenta Procreta is what I had. Yeah. Uh, What a cute name. I know. It's so fancy. (laughs) It's like a My Little Pony character. Anyway, okay. (laughs) But, you know, you would have had all these things. So you really, I think, are a model of what you can do to advocate for yourself. And and part of that, too, is just making yourself a part of the care because you belong in the room, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the hardest thing. You feel so out of place and so weird and, like, that you don't get to do all the other things. So I think that you did such a great job of that. Oh, you guys are too kind. Thank you. (laughs) So did you just like freak out when they were like, yeah, yeah, she can go home. Oh, it was a, it was a total freak out. I mean, honestly, because we were not expecting it and they had sort of started talking about it. And so we thought after Thanksgiving, we're like, okay, we have a couple weeks at least. And then, like we said, we had our teams of NPs and our Neo that week that was like, screw it. We are going for it. (laughs) And so when we went in, it was like, everybody was shocked. Even some of our primary nurses were on vacation because we were like, they're like, we're going to take some time off now because we know Ava's going to go home. So we were just like totally flabbergasted. And I, I am like, so my love language is gift giving. Like I love to give gifts and you should have seen me. Like, <laughs> I had, a, I was like running all over town trying to get gifts for just cause that's me for like our nurses and the doctors. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, we have all this stuff to do because I just, which is so silly to say, cause right. We were there for two hundred days and I still wasn't prepared to go home even though that's what I wanted for so long you know and so it was it was pretty wild that's for sure yeah 
I just, I remember when you got discharged, I was so excited for your family. And I also thought, I bet the nurses are like kind of sad because like you and your family were so well loved in the NICU. I felt like you were like the celebrity family. (laughs) All of your best friends were now the medical staff in the NICU. And I was like, I bet they're kind of sad. I mean, they're happy, but I'm sure they're a little bummed. Oh my God. You are so funny. And I, you know, it's hard because I, we just fell in love with everybody. Not everybody. Don't get me wrong. For the most part, everybody. And um, I know I actually had the pleasure to join some NPs a couple months ago for supper, which was great. And they had made the comment there said, we always now say like, well, not, there's not everyone can be like Christy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and again, I was like, you should ask my husband that because his answer would be very different. Um, but you know, that's, that's one thing I, I wanted to make sure to say too, actually, when we met in this podcast today is that, you know, it was, we just had phenomenal. We had a wonderful experience and I'm, I'm a very much like to love to get to know people and, you know, but at the flip of the coin, when we went home, it was almost a grieving process. And I want moms to know that that's okay too. I mean, you know, here we were so invested in all of our team and we loved them. And that is why Ava's thriving and truly have become some of our best friends in our family. But it was almost, a, you know, it was a grieving process when we left because I was, you know, we were used to seeing them and communicating and talking all the time. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're at home with a baby and no one else is there. And mm-hmm. it was a, it was a big change, you know? Um, but yeah, I, we just, we love, we, we really loved everybody up there. Um, and they were probably glad for us to be gone because I was really loud and we had a lot of stuff (laughs) in this room. (laughs) Yeah. Her room was so cutely decorated. I was like, dang, I should have done more in our room. I thought the same thing. Like some of those rooms when you walk in and it's like, I, you know, those TikTok tours of like kids, um, (laughs) dorm rooms at college. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Martha, I've never seen a TikTok tour. <laughs> okay, please cut it out. But, you know, I, Christy, have you ever seen it? You guys, I've gone on a deep dive down TikTok and I can't stop. I told Zach that if it's not better in two days, he has to delete it from my phone. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm so old. Like, I'm not even on TikTok yet. So everybody's like, oh, my God, you don't watch TikTok? I'm like, I don't get it. Like, how old I am now. I don't understand things. Christy, I thought the same thing. And then Ashley one day was like, Martha, can you look at this thing on TikTok? Someone tagged us in something. And I went on it. And I and li- I literally came up for an hour, an hour and a half later. And I was like, what year is it? It's very crazy. <laughs> Okay, I digress. But yes, Christy's room was very cute. So, and I am all just in awe of the moms that are just like nest in there and make it super, super duper beautiful. Mm-hmm. I remember it was so sweet of Taylor to bring you like throw pillows for your couch. Oh, I was yes. like, throw pillows. That, that makes a lot of sense. Why did I never think of throw pillows? And she was like, yeah, I just wanted her to feel like it was cozy. I'm like, that's such a good idea. <laughs> And that throw pillow is sitting right next to me now. Like I, I love that throw pillow, but I know it was, it was just cozy because I'm like, well, you know what? We're pretty much living here. Let's just make it our own. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad that you brought up the grief of coming home too, because you'd think that that wouldn't be a thing, right? Like that's all you think about your whole entire stay is coming home, coming home, coming home. And then you get home and you kind of, you miss the routine. You miss the people. Yes. You miss the, you know, assurance that there's 24 yeah. seven care. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that you brought that up because there is that grieving process when you come home of like, okay, I'm really happy to be home, but 
this is a really big adjustment and I kind of miss our old normal, which is, you know, you wouldn't think that that would be that way, but that's totally how it is for so many of us. Yeah. And I totally agree. And I think it's like, you know, you go through so many processes, right? You grieve that you didn't get to have a quote unquote normal pregnancy, you know, you didn't get to experience, you know, a a regular delivery, you know, you were sort of, so you grieve that and then your new normal happens to be your NICU stay, right? So then you get involved Mm -hmm. in that and this is our new normal. And then you're on to the next thing and you grieve that and you're on to another new normal. And so I just think it's so important for people to know, cause I, for myself, wasn't expecting that. Like you said, you're so excited to go home for 202 days. We prayed for this day mm-hmm. to go home and you go home and it is glorious. Do not get me wrong. And it's wonderful, but it's also hard. And it's hard to, like you said, my, you're used to your baby being on monitors 24 seven and always being able to see their stats, right? So it's a different mind change and you're used to care time. So, okay, I got to make my own schedule now, which is good, Mm -hmm. but you're just, it's so ingrained in you. And Mm -hmm. it is, it really is weird how you sort of grieve that because it was your normal. Right. And you came home during cold and flu season, right? We did. Yes. End of November. And we have three kids at home. So, you know, that's something our doctors were very concerned about and why some did want her to come home on oxygen just because we can't, we couldn't corral all of our other three children. Right. So we have a lot of germ exposure at our house. So yeah, it was a, it was a pretty, um, not the best time to come home. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. And how did you, how do you prep the kids at home for Ava's triumphant appearance? (laughs) You know, they, our kids were so great. And, you know, they got to come to the hospital a lot. Um, the boys were up there often. And, you know, unfortunately, Hattie was too young. Um, but on Ava's six-month birthday, they made one exception for us. And so we could bring Ava out into the employee hallway and Hattie got to meet her. So, you know, the kids were so, and, and we were very good about, you know, pictures and they talked a lot. And at their daycares, their daycares were always asking about Ava. So they were so involved. And, um, it was really cool. They were so excited that um, when she came home, but it was still, then it was a challenge, right? So before, when I left the hospital at the end of the night, then it was just focused on those three, right? And then now all of a sudden you have a new routine of, wait, but mom's got to change a diaper. We have another bath. We have to set up a feed where they're, you know, so it was a big adjustment, but they honestly did did super well. And, and the hospital threw um, Ava a party. And so they included the kids, Um, So they got to come up and have ice cream cake and cookies. And so I think that was so special for them. And it's really weird for some reason, just at bedtime tonight, our oldest Liam, who's six, he, I told him I'm doing a podcast for Ava tonight. And he was like, remember when I got to leave daycare early and grandma and grandpa got me because we went to the hospital for Ava to come home. And I was like, oh, buddy, I do remember that, you know? So, um, it was a big adjustment, but, um, it was also nice just to finally have us all home together and not always feel like we had to run. You know, one of us was going here or there, which every, so all, everyone can, you know, relate to too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so special that he remembers that. I know. But he has a memory of like gold. I'm like, buddy, like, how do you remember that? My goodness. You stole my memory. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. And also I, I think it instills like that you didn't, you did a lot of wonderful things like the hospital did a lot of wonderful things, but, uh, to, to acclimate them to what is normally, you know, pretty hard situation. It was a medical crisis, a medical emergency, and she was in the hospital a long time, but you did all these special things to incorporate her in the family. And now Mm -hmm. 
you, I, I hope we can throw up, a, you know, a picture of the four of these kiddos somewhere <laughs> because they're like a little gang and they are yes. hilarious together. And they just, they, you can see that they love each other. You can see they play hard, they have fun, um, mm-hmm. and that they're very close. And that's obviously a testament to your parenting too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you guys. I need to hang out with you ladies all the time. <laughs> You're so sweet. Uh, and they are, you know, it's really cool to see that relationship with her. And because, you know, at the same time, they were, I don't know if this is the right word to say, but they were robbed of, of a year of their lives too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I went in on bed rest. And then that whole summer, you know, our usual what we do in the summer changed for them too. And so we tried to keep our home life as normal as possible, but you know, obviously it couldn't. And so they just adapted really well and they just love on that girl mm-hmm. like no other. And it's pretty darn cute. And you know, part of why I think she's doing so well on the flip side of that is because she wants to keep up with them. Yeah. You know, they're always interacting with her. And so I think it's helped her thrive because she has these other kids um, that she's always been around. And, and frankly, as parents, we just don't have time to always just focus on her. So sometimes she has to be, you know, on the ground with her siblings and that's just how it has to be, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious, you know, because you had older kids at home and, you know, coming home with a baby is already a very, uh, what's the word? Busy, (laughs) busy role in life. You know, do you feel like you started to process your NICU journey as soon as you came home? Do you feel like you're still processing it? I mean, sometimes I feel like when you come home, it's like you're so busy that it's sometimes you don't really realize that you're processing it until you have some space to. So I'm curious for you, do you feel like processing your journey came pretty quickly when you came home or did it take some time? Uh, you know, great question, Ashley. And I would say, you know, it certainly took time because I think for us, it would happen so fast, first of all. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, we're, we were thrusted into being home with four kids. And then it was the holidays. Thanksgiving was the week later. And then you're right into Christmas season. And so I think it was sort of like survival of the fittest, right? We were just doing what we had to do to survive and get through it all. Um, and so I would say, you know, I, I think even now, sometimes like I look back and like, holy crap, that really happened. Yeah. You know, like it's still processing it and you think back to certain things. And so, um, you know, and for, for our family and for everybody don't that this year has just been crazy. And so for me, the weird thing was I ha- was blessed to be able to take maternity leave after Ava's two and her two day stay. So I was home until March. So I went back to work on March 2nd and I made it in the office for two weeks before COVID hit. And mm-hmm. then I was able to work from home, which is, I'm very blessed with that. And so really I've never been away from Ava if that makes sense, you know, because I was away for two weeks in the office and now we're home with her every day. So sometimes I just feel like I still haven't just had time to just process because it's just been one thing after another, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And Ava's still hitting milestones, right? She's still kind mm-hmm. of, there's things she's working on and she's still, and she's improving and she's like meeting new mountains every day. She's doing so well, but because of a lot of work and energy you put into her therapies and her support, I'm, I'm assuming so at least because you're Oh my gosh. You know, we are, we are very blessed. She, she really is thriving. And, you know, we oftentimes think about how things could have been. And, you know, I think now we're at this stage where we realize like, holy cow, the stars aligned, right? 
um, our NEO that delivered her, if she wouldn't have been working that day, we truly and firmly believe Ava wouldn't be alive. And then you think of all the things that just fall into place. So I think sometimes that's where I get caught up and emotional. You're like, oh my God, thank God my OB put me in on bed rest. Thank God they were monitoring the heartbeat at that time. And that's the stuff where I think sometimes for me, I'm like, oh, I just really like my head goes around and you're like, wow, think of everything that happened for that, you know? Um, And she really is like, we're very, very blessed. She is doing, you know, our, uh, you would really not know that she was a 23 weeker and as sick as she was and as teeny as she was, um, it's just because we've been blessed with such great care and, you know, love for her. But yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about. Yeah. I still remember when Taylor messaged me on Facebook and she was like, one of my best friends just delivered at 23 weeks and she's super sick. And that was all. And then within, you know, a couple of days she sent me pictures and I just remember being in awe of Ava. And, and now when you post them like side by side with, you know, her size now and just the milestones that she's reaching, I mean, just looking at the pictures alone, I'm just, I'm continually in awe that that's where her journey started. Oh, I actually, and we thank God every single freaking day. And I, we agree, like we could, we could have never envisioned, you know, when you think back in anybody's NICU journey, right? Those first couple of days are so emotional and scary. You don't even know what happened, let alone trying to think about what the future is going to be like. And I, I think of it, we, we can giggle about it now. And uh, those that know me, I just tend to like, I'm just have more of a bubbly personality. That's just me. And um, we, talk about, I shot her, right? we talk about it now. I remember that second day of life for Ava. Um, and that's when Taylor came in and we did a full photo shoot and um, Miles wheeled me down in my wheelchair and our nurse that day, they kept saying like, no, you, I don't think you understand how sick your child is. And, you know, I feel like it's hard because a number one, you have nothing to compare it to. Right. So right. I just feel like I never grasped that. Like I never grasped how sick she was and how close she was to dying so many times. And they had to finally call in their Neo that delivered her, which now is our dear friend, Dr. Stacy Kern. And she had to come in and sit down and be like, we just want you to know, like, we feel like you're being so positive here, like that this outcome could be very, very different. We are not out of the woods and probably won't be for a long time. And so we think back to that. And I was telling my husband, like, I just never had that thought. Like to me, it was just, we're good. We're going to go. And so, yeah, it's just, I, where she was then and where she is now, I don't think anyone would have ever envisioned, you know, which is thank God for modern medicine and God and mm-hmm. this sisterhood and, and, you know, all the medical professionals. So I would love to know, cause you said that Ava came home with a G tube. So you said that making that decision was emotional for you. And what was it like, you know, making that decision first of all, but then coming home with the G tube, was it different than you expected? Was it just as you expected? I mean, I'm curious to know if there's any other G tube mamas listening or mamas who are maybe waiting for that procedure, you know, what was it like for you? You know, I think the harder part and I, and one thing I will say is I feel like within our NICU journey, um, sometimes people, and I don't know if other moms says right, like dance around certain things, right? Like they don't really want to tell you. And so you maybe hear a rumbling here or there, but no one really talks about it. So, um, you know, for us, the blessing was some of our care team nurses had told us, they said, you know what, Ava might end up with a G-tube. And I was like, what? Like, why? Like, why? She loves her passy. She sucks like crazy on that damn thing. Like, what do you mean? Like, she's not going to drink a bottle? Like, what's happening? And so, you know, 
they, we were blessed that a couple of them had given us just say, we just want you to think about this. And so, you know, we had sort of whatever, you know, you're like, okay, unless they told us and they talked us through some things. And then um, one day the Neo came in and just sat down and pulled up a chair and said, hey, we had, we had a discussion at the conferences to care rounds and, you know, we think it would be beneficial for Ava to get a G-tube. And I just remember bawling because to me, it just felt like we went through so much and now we're going to have this G-tube, like, how is that going to affect our at-home life? We have other kids, like, how are we going to do things? And which is so selfish at the same time, right? Because our child is living and thriving and everything they went through, she needs a G-tube that is just peanuts, you know, things could have been so much worse and so much harder. Um, but it was just a big transition because it was so new to us. I didn't know anybody who had a G-tube and I didn't even understand really like what it was and what would, mm-hmm. what would it do. Um, so that was really emotional for us and hard, but yeah. you know, after surgery and she had surgery and I think a fear for us too, is Ava never has recovered well from anesthesia. So of course she had to go under. Mm-hmm. And so you have that fear. And when they did her surgery, she was on hundred percent oxygen in that OR. And so I know we were very nervous for that. Um, but you know, then once you start learning how to use it right in the hospital, they showed us. And the other thing for us was like, if it can go home much faster, if you get a G2, well, duh, you know, we want to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once we got home and you started using it, honestly, it has not been, it has been, it's been fabulous. Like it was not difficult. There are moments where we forgot to plug in the pork good and we fed the bed her whole entire feeding or, you know, <laughs> we've done silly things like that. And, but she, I, you know, for, because she was able to do that, she's thriving, right? We could give her her nutrition. We could give her what she needed. Um, you know, we always say like last year she had a little cold and of course you guys know how that can be so scary, but she could get her nutrition the entire time, right? We didn't have to worry about that. And I truly think that's what kept her out of the hospital during cold and flu season, because we could give her what she needed to still get everything. But, you know, she was receiving that where if she was maybe bottle fed or nurse, we would maybe not be able to do that. So mm-hmm. um, just incorporate it into our lives. And uh, the kids think it's really cool. Like they thought that was <laughs> cool. Like it has a tube in her belly, you know, so we had them. the hospital gave us a stuffed animal with a bear that had it in their tummy uh-huh. so we can bring it home and educate the kids. Um, you know, as well. And our nursing staff was phenomenal in the hospital. They made us do everything with hooking up her feeds and filling it and figuring out how you set your, your pump. And so once we got home, it honestly, it was, it was a blessing, you know, but at the time it's just, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I think you really hit the nail on the head. You say it's, it's a huge transition. And I mean, and so I know you mentioned the word selfish, but to me, it's, it's not that at all, you know, it's just, you're trying to get your bearings, right? Like you, I mean, you'd gone through this crazy birth with her and she fought and she pooped and you had a poop party. Yes, and, a poop party. And, and then, you know, like, like we say, like the two steps forward, four steps back or whatever. So it just mm-hmm. feels like you're like, no, not another thing, <laughs> you know? So yes. I totally see that it, it takes time for that adjustment and and you, you did it really well. You know what I mean? I, I see that you gave yourself grace to say, oh, this is hard, but we're going to do it. And you did it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh, you guys are going to make me cry again. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want other mamas to know, you know, that, you know, anything, whatever decision you have to make, 
it's okay to be scared and it's okay to be sad about that. And it's okay to have those feelings of like, why? Because it, it's, it's all different and it's not how any of us ever imagined or expected it to be. And those feelings are valid and okay to have. You know, what was some of the other big transitions of bringing Ava home that maybe you weren't expecting? Um, great, great question. Well, I think even just, um, you know, trying to navigate the, how do you have visitors, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the NICU, you know, people came to visit and I don't, it probably is silly, but in my head, it just seemed safer, right? They would scrub in, they would use their sanitizer and it was a more sterile environment. Mm-hmm. But then when you get home and these people do want to love you and support you, um, but then you're, well, what is safe? What should we do? And I think finding those boundaries for me is really hard because I love being around people and that helps me thrive. So I think that's one reason I love the hospital so much. Like being around people, I can work off that energy and that makes me feel better. And mm-hmm. I can visit with people and that social part, you know, so I think trying to find that line of where you don't a overcommit or where do you let visitors into your home to see your, your bundle of joy that you just took home from the hospital, you know, some of that stuff, or even just going out to do something. Well, should I bring her to the grocery store. I really need to get some groceries, but is it okay if I bring her out? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just some of those emotions where for me with our prior children that were, you know, full term, I just, I never worried about that. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a different mindset too, you know, on, on thinking of that. And then I think finally for myself too, it was like, wow, maybe I, I can focus on myself a little bit now. Now I'm home, you know, maybe I should start trying to take a nap here or there, maybe do a little exercising. We're in the NICU. We were just so focused on Ava and our other kids. You know, you just don't take that time for yourself, which I think as mom and women in general, we just aren't good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just trying to trying to find that line of where, where you can start sort of, you know, integrating into a normal life again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at this time, weren't you guys selling your house too? Yeah, we were, which was real fun. So yeah, we sold our house too or had it on the market. So then, you know, you have people that are trying to come see it and you're trying to keep it clean. And um, and I was trying to maybe shower every now and then, you know, it was just a wild, wild time just in general, which hindsight, you know, probably was not the best time to be doing all that, but we got through it. That's, we made it. You did it. <laughs> we did it. We even lived in a camper this summer with six of us, including Eva, uh, for two weeks, and we made it. You guys oh should have God. a YouTube channel, and I wish that we could have like had a front, a front, or what's the word, front view seat? No, front oh, row seat. seat. Front row seat. <laughs> front row seat. Rose. I know that I talk about that often. Like, we do think there should be a parenting, like a YouTube channel just for parents where people like really get real, right? Because people don't talk, even whether NICU life or not, people don't tell you the real gig about being parents. And so we always said that it would be funny to have like a real live YouTube channel. It would have to have a lot of censoring. Um, But we just said, you know, it's just funny because you don't like, I remember when we had our first child. You know, you were like, no one told us about this. In the middle of yep. the night, you're up and you're maybe cussing and swearing because you're running to the bedroom for the passy for the fifth time, you know. So we always joke, too. There needs to be, like, a real-life YouTube channel. Totally. <laughs> well, Martha really likes to watch Mormon YouTube vlogs, so maybe she could help you oh, start watching. Oh, let's get this on our agenda. Yeah, I'm, I've learned a lot about hipster LDS um <laughs> Uh, moms in Utah. <laughs> There's lots of this is funny. Well, I'm going to have to add that to my list. <laughs> it's very interesting. They're always like so effortlessly like beautiful. Well, they're, you know, they're so young too. And oh God, <laughs> oh. do you ever feel like you're 
You're just like every day, like Father Father Christmas. I meant <laughs> Doctor Death. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can barely speak in a full sentence right now. I'm so sorry. It's on TikTok. It's sucking straight out of my brain. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, so funny. Uh, so Chrissy, obviously you can tell from listening is a wonderful human being. And mm-hmm. as she mentioned before, her love language yeah. is gifts. And I <laughs> kind of where this comes into play. I think Christy has just a heart of gold and also is a giver. Mm-hmm. One thing that, you know, before I share kind of the biggest way she's given back to our community is, is that she shows up on our in our private Facebook support group all the time. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, we mediate and we make sure, you know, are people responding? Is this mama getting the, the answer she needs? Is she getting the support she needs? And without a doubt on like every single post, Christy is there. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, I know Christy, you've made friends with women that you've never met in person before, right? From, from Dear Nikki Mama and from having mutual neonatologist friends and providers and stuff. And and it's, I just am in awe of how much you give back to the community with your wisdom and your love. Oh my word. Well, that is again, so generous and kind of you. you First off, thank you to you ladies. We wouldn't have this sisterhood without you guys. And I want to make sure that, you know, from myself and every other mama in this community that we are incredibly grateful for all you guys do for everybody. I know it's a ton of work that you guys don't always get credit for. So number one, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, having that sisterhood, I just think is so important. And it has been amazing to connect with so many mamas and, you know, that, like you said, I've never, you know, all of us have never even met in person, but you just get it. And just mm-hmm. knowing someone that you can talk to that understands is so important. And yeah, it's been so cool to see pieces come together and be able to help each other out. And it's it's just so fun that we have this community that can help us through such difficult times and joyous times. I mean, I think we celebrate the good and the bad, you know, mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it, it was just so crazy this fall because we reached out to Christy because she works for a phenomenal company, uh, a financial institution in town. They're regional into the Midwest. They're called Bell Bank. They're fantastic. They have just a huge culture of giving. And Christy, too, can you talk a little bit about how they just like supported you during your journey with Ava, too? They were just so amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys. That's so sweet of you. Um, yeah, I, you know, we are really blessed when we found out that I would go into bed rest at 23 weeks, you know, number one, our first thought is like, you know, financial, right? You just get worried about that. We have three other kids, you know, my income is important to our family as well. And all of a sudden now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going into the hospital. We don't know for how long and what this journey is going to take us. And so from the moment I found out, um, my employer, yeah, Bell Bank was just, they said, family is always our number one priority and we will support you through everything. And it was just mm-hmm. to have that relief and just to know that we didn't have to worry about that was, I, I, and I can't even describe for myself and my husband, um, just phenomenal. So, you know, from the moment I went on to bed rest and for me, I was like, I'm going to work from the hospital. Like I can work even when I was on bed rest. And they're like, no, we want you to focus on your health and mm-hmm. you and your family and your baby. You know, they said, we, we don't want you to do that. And they supported us through our entire journey. You know, from the moment Ava was born, I had, oh my gosh, you know, so many of our coworkers were bringing us meals or donating, you know, gift cards to us or just being there to support us. And our whole bank rallied around us. And 
I never once, you know, our head of HR came up to visit and they said, work is not anything you should think of right now. We don't want, if anyone messages you about work, you let us know. Mm -hmm. And I took a full, Ava's entire NICU stay off. And then they let me take my full maternity leave after Mm -hmm. that. And even after, you know, my 12 weeks, I think I took 14 after she came home, they said, if you want more, or if you want to just work half time, if you want to work part time. So it was such a blessing. And I, and I, I know not everybody gets that. And it breaks my heart because no parent should have to decide between work so they can financially support their family or being at the bedside with their child, mm-hmm. whether it's a pick you stay or a pick you stay or whatever it should be. And so to have that support for our family, it was just incredible. And I just wish more companies would do that because it's something you should not have to worry about when you're going through so much else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, on top of this, all of this wonderful way, I mean, Christy is the queen and she she should be treated as such. (laughs) And, but they, on top of how wonderful they are to their employees, they also have this huge culture of giving back and they provide each employee with a a designated amount of funds that they can give to the charity of their choice, which is incredible. Um, And kind of, you know, last fall, we had our walking letter of hope day campaign and we wanted to just raise a certain amount of funds so that we could start planning and, and growing um, some of our programs. And we reached out to Christiana Wim saying, Hey, do you know who we might be able to contact, you know, maybe for a corporate partnership with Bell Bank? Cause we know how awesome they are. And Christy wrote back within like two seconds and she was like, I'm on it. She's like, I'm taking care of it. You don't need to worry about anything. I've got it figured out. And we were like, okay. And I mean, you know, we are a small group of volunteers running this org and we're really just other moms. Right. Um, and part of this community too. And so, um, a, a couple days before the event was supposed to be held, she wrote, she was like, I have something for you. And so she asked, she was like, I've been crying over it. And I was so excited to give it to him. We were like, what does that mean? She was like, what could it be? Is it a puppy? Is it a puppy? Is it a puppy? Can you imagine? Uh, And so uh, Christy got to participate in our walking letter of hope day virtual event. And she presented us with a check from Bell Bank and she had pulled funds from all different types of employees because she's she's a rabble rouser as you could tell and she <laughs> and for us, this incredible check for almost ten thousand dollars and then later down the road almost fifteen thousand dollars um and i mean it was life-changing right yeah. i we cannot we were stunned yeah. I I don't think I can overstate the fact that how shocked we were you can go back yeah. and watch the video we were both taking yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Ashley, what are your thoughts? I am just as dumbfounded thinking about it today. I was just going to say, I don't even have words. Like, I think about it and I will watch that video. I think I watched the video like 10 oh, yeah. times the next morning. Me I was too. like, did Me that too. just happen? Did that really I happen? I did too. And I cried like every time. <laughs> yeah, same, same, same. And it just, it was completely surreal. We were not expecting it. And there were no words for the gratitude that we felt. Again, first of all, just to be your friend and to know you. But then too, to have you present us with that check, we were just, we had, I still have no words. It was just, it was I, yeah, I'm still speechless. <laughs> As you can tell, I can't even say it. And, and well, I, I was just so honored that we could do that for you guys. And I'm so sorry, Martha, I interrupted you. I interrupt everybody every second of the day. <laughs> if my husband could have a mute button, you know. Um, no, you go, you go, Christy. 
No, finish your thought. I'm so sorry. I No, I was just going to say, like, it has allowed us to dream even bigger. Um, yeah. yeah. And we get asked, we get emails all the time from people asking, when are you going to start doing this? Or, um, you know, asking about new program services. Can you bring it to this area? Can you come here? And we want to do everything, you know? Um, so it just opens up new avenues for us so that we can serve even more. So even more NICU mamas can be welcomed into the sisterhood. And that's the gift that you brought, which is just, Mm -hmm. it was like just so perfect that it was you too. Like who else would be, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, and now for the third time during this, you're going to make me cry again, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just wanted, you know, you guys are so near and dear to, to our family and to so many families. And again, without you, your guys' leadership, you know, and pouring your hearts and soul to this, we wouldn't have this sisterhood where we all can just support each other and be there through, like I said, the most difficult time of our lives. And so anything I can always do to help you guys sign me up. Um, <laughs> but when I knew you guys were, you know, started that campaign, it was just my first thought. And again, my, my coworkers have all followed Ava's story. Um, Belle did some really wonderful stories um, on Ava And so I just knew that people would just pour their funds together. And so we get money every year and then we can pool funds, which is great. So I created a pool and honestly, within a matter of days, I mean, there was thousands of dollars in there and I was just, I was blown away. And every time I checked it, I was going to, I was crying more at my computer and, you know, so many people too. I mean, just to go to the sentiment of our sisterhood, I mean, a lot of them were like, oh, we followed a story and and of course, you know, here, but so many people were like, you know what, my mom had a baby and that baby, you know, didn't survive or my grandma was, a, you know, it, it was just so neat to see so many other people that you would never know that had some type of a NICU experience or a family member. And so even to hear those stories was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just so honored and that you guys, A, let me crash your night. I felt yeah. like being like, can I come to your house? It was so emotional just doing that. And it was so you guys deserve the world and I, to be able to help you excel and be able to, you know, put some of those programs into motion was just incredible. And I know my coworkers are in the same sentiment and uh, Belle is working on a story right now that they're going to want to release on it. And you guys will of mm-hmm. course be in there, but we're just, we were honored to be able to do that. And, and we're lucky that our employer instills in us giving back and the importance of it and having kind hearts and, to be able to do that for you guys and know that you will help so many people around the world. I mean, it's just ah, awesome. I love it. We love you so much. I just remember after the funds were deposited and we were um, proposed like some, some business expenses that we needed or like, you know, can we afford this? And I remember it was just such a, it was so surreal to be like, I think we can afford this now because we have this check and it really did allow us to make some leaps as an organization. And so we will always just be completely not and undone and have no words for how grateful we were to receive that from you, Christy. So thank you so much to you and Bell Bank for really giving us the opportunity to grow and to build and to to serve NICU moms. Truly, we are so, so grateful. Uh, and we can't think of anybody more deserving than you guys. Well, mamas, thank you so much as always for tuning in with us. And it's always just such an honor to have so many of you listening here with us and a part of this sisterhood, even virtually. And Christy, a huge thank you for being back on the podcast for part two. It's always such 
it's so surreal to hear about Ava's journey and where you guys began and how she's thriving now and doing so well. And so thank you so much for coming back for part two and sharing about Ava and discharge and all of the honesty that comes with that. So we're so grateful. And also thank you to Bell Bank and to Christy for your amazing pay it forward program. We will never have enough words of gratitude to communicate really what that has allowed our organization to, to do and to accomplish even just since that donation. So thank you so much, Bell Bank. And thank you for Christy for being just a dear friend to us more than anything. You are such an intricate part of this sisterhood. You truly are a remarkable mother and friend to so many of us. And now I'm crying, so I'm going to stop, but I love you so much. And I'm so grateful that you are a part of the sisterhood and that we get to call you friend. Oh, well, here I go again. (laughs) I just thank you guys seriously for everything. Number one, for allowing me to share Ava's story and journey. That is so, so wonderful. We always hope we can help educate and, and, and share, share her story to help others. And for you again, you too, I just can't, I cherish our friendship so much and you guys have been there for our family and gotten us through so many times and all that you are doing um, for this community is just is awesome. And I cannot wait to see what continues to come your guys' way and for dear Nikki Palma. It's it's just so, so wonderful. And I'm so proud of you too. Mm. And we'll always be your biggest cheerleader. (laughs) We love you so much. (laughs) We love you so much. Well, mamas, we will chat with you next time and hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. If you love this podcast and would like to hear more amazing stories, please consider becoming a member of the Dear NICU Mama Patreon page. In addition to special merchandise and early access to content, Patreon members support the mission, programs, and services of Dear NICU Mama. You can find the link on the description of this episode. As always, if you'd like to hear more from Dear NICU Mama, click subscribe. Welcome to the sisterhood.